Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for... I've had it with these mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane! Unspun. I just, uh, I couldn't say the words because, you know, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't swear ever, as you know, Jody, I'm a non-swearing person. You're very, <laughs> this is a week of politicians uh, saying what they want, doing what they want in the world, not in Vancouver necessarily, but in the world, although perhaps in BC as well, we'll get to that. But certainly, I don't know if you heard about the mayor of Peterborough and you saw, I think I sent you her tweet. Yes. Uh, can know? I read it? I got to yeah. find it. Let me, let me, let me just. It's pretty good. I so, mean, and, and, you know, it's, it's, let's see if I can get it here for you. Cause it's, it's kind of out there. Yeah, it's really I got it here. Viral. You, sent, you, got it? you sent it to me. She's mayor, yes. mayor, um, um, Diane Theron of Peterborough. Tarian. There you go. Therian, uh, yes. People have been, people have been asking me to comment on the events of the past weekend in Peterborough. And just a refresher is the queen of Canada told her followers to go and what like well, citizens arrest arrest the police i mean it's basically the anti-vaxxers right going there to right but it's the queen of canada this yes this kook right. call, not, call not the actual queen of england of canada no 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 <laughs> no the, the she's no, actually from here this queen elizabeth here no so that so this is diane Terrian, the Mayor of Peterborough says, people have been asking me to comment on the events of the past weekend in Peterborough. I hate giving airtime slash spotlight to these imbeciles. Here's my comment. Should I just say it? Or do, no, do I, we I want an E? Well, get an E, but no, I just, we can. I, I don't care. Go ahead. Well, because, I mean, I'm quoting yeah, her. You're quoting. It's a quote. She uh, hey, said, hey, this is the. Hey, Google, it's a quote. Is, <laughs> Google, it's a quote. It's the mayor who's been asked to comment yes. on the people who were doing a citizen's arrest of police officers in Peterborough and they're being absolute nut jobs about it. And I'm, I'm sorry they are, but she said, here's my comment. Fuck off you fuckwads. <laughs> I mean, what you she can't said. help it's but right love there. It. Look, I know, right there. I know. I, I, and I tweeted, I tweeted it. I'm like, I, 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 I can only think of how many politicians wish they had the guts to say that any given time on a regular basis, wherever there's lots of situations where you know, oh, you know what I want to tell you right now. Uh, and then of course her follow-up tweets out, because now people are calling to complain to the city and complain about her uh, and, and they're attacking staff. And she's like, Hey, 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 stop attacking staff. Stop calling city hall. Here's my cell number. And she tweets her cell number. <laughs> like, Call me. You want to talk? Call right? me. That's classic. That's beautiful stuff. I mean, I don't care what the issue is. I just think well done. Well played. You know, refreshing you have the guts to put out there uh and meanwhile in finland i say that one too the prime minister of finland uh sauna marin uh she's, she's gotten in trouble a couple of times here's the woman she's 34 years old being prime minister for two years and uh has brought nato finland into nato uh, that, that's quite an achievement um it's a big deal she this is not the first time this has happened and there's a picture of her like partying with a bunch of friends and people are saying this is not the behavior of a prime minister so it's interesting. To right. See all you got to do that behind closed doors. Yeah, you got to, I mean, you got to take on. all that stuff you actually do and lie about it. That's better. Come on. I know. I mean, Amanda used to have a, we had a, a she would, uh, sometimes if I had a couple of glasses of wine and we'd be at a restaurant and I'd be talking and I'd start getting louder. And so she was a uh, George <laughs> politics. 
that was our kind of our safe word to help tell me to shut up. You're talking too loud Politics. about stuff that you shouldn't be talking about. Um, cause you know, I can get kind of obnoxious, uh, even without a glass of wine in me. Uh, maybe you know that. Uh, so I thought that was kind of fun. And I think it's, what's interesting is the divide, <laughs> the divide of people, not on both those topics. Uh, you're seeing, a, I think, a you know, division of kinds of, uh, certainly younger people are going, yeah, can you be the mayor of Toronto? Uh, things like that. Or you are, you know, uh, John Snow, for, like people pulling clips of John Snow from, uh, from, uh, Breaking Game of Thrones Bad. saying you are Game, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Look at, I don't even know are, my, my Breaking Bad. You are my queen. Um, things like that. So it's it's interesting, and it's you know makes Van Pauly look really interesting. Boring. I mean, it's like because we got some stuff, some rumors about NPA here in Vancouver right now. Okay, but just before we get to the NPA, because yes. uh, because we're talking across Canada, let's get to BC politics a little bit because there's some breaking news yeah. as of yeah. the moment that we're recording this. Kevin Falcon mm-hmm. found himself a little bit in in the crosshairs about about one in his caucus who was mm-hmm. pretty much a climate denier climate emergency denier and and i guess there's been some significant development here on the reaction from the bc liberal caucus yeah john rustad who's been uh an mla for a couple of few terms uh he's up north uh and uh kevin falcon gave him the boot out of the caucus so he's now an independent um it's an interesting riding up there it splits you know there are a lot of conservatives up there a lot of you know kind of alberta mentality so um uh, you know, but Kevin Falcon first sign, you know, sh- showing toughness with a caucus. I, I, we've talked about this before. You know, if you don't have control of your caucus, you're done. You're toast in, in office, whether it's provincial or federal. They have a much more, you know, structured caucus. But even uh, you see what happened in Vancouver with uh, party alignments. And that's kind of a, you know, the party system is kind of a caucus in a way. And you get elected yeah. and you have to work together. And it's really, really hard to work together when you're once you're elected. So keeping your caucus in line is uh, very challenging. And uh, this was the first sign that uh, Kevin Falcon is not going to take any guff from his caucus. And you're out, buddy. I find it interesting, too, because um, up to this point, the the oft heard excuse whenever there was one within the caucus who would speak out in a way that would turn off a large part of that mushy middle for sure but even even a broader base than that um what comes to mind for me is is uh the pro-choice pro-life argument that was also had in some areas of the province under the um big tent is what my point is it's like oh we're a big tent party it's like my big tent party and and i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. i'm a bc liberal but i would never vote for a party that stood for dictating what I should do with my body. I would also find it very difficult to vote for a party who was denying that we're in a climate emergency when we're watching the, the extreme weather events that we're seeing and, and science is screaming it from the top of their lungs. And we're getting, right. you know, we're, we're this close to being past the point of no return. Like there, at this point, there's no room for denial. We're not going down the Trump path. I hope in this country, I hope, I hope we don't get so deep into it that, that, stirring up the fear and anger is the way politics are handled because we have enough to worry about here and let's yeah, talk well, provincial Paul, politics Paul, yeah, but it what, is, is working that crowd he's working them i he's i don't think that he'll ever be i don't think he'll get the prime minister's office on that that's my opinion but where i wanted to take you is is still here in the province and, and over onto the ndp side of the equation and the health minister um at a time where there's a lot to talk about that's very unpopular with regard to our health system uh, in BC. And yet 
Uh, we hear uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix giving that cautionary sort of concern about what might be to come this fall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're over healthcare now. Yeah, it's it's. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was enough about a, Falcon. There's not well, more to say over there, well, is there? Well, this, the spin? No, but I think the caucus thing and controlling your caucus. I think uh, you know. I, you I, said before that we get to, before we get to uh, the healthcare issue. I, I do think that we're looking at when you, you touched on the Trump thing. I think Peter, the Polyev campaign is has brought in the fold a lot of the people that are extremists, and uh, I'm not you know you know people can jump at me and go at me if you want, but you know this is he's found a way to bring them into the fold to as well as other people um, in order to potentially looks like win the leadership of the conservative party. So it's, it's a kind of leadership in, in, a, in, in the case of a leadership campaign where you have this very diverse people. And as does Kevin Falcon in BC, where he's got to bring them into the fold or you got to boot them out if they're, if they're beyond extreme. So it's a question of, can you bring people who are, do not share your values or your opinions or the, even the, the, whatever might be the trend in the, in the province or in the country, can you get them to be a part of the team or can you not? And in the case of Kevin Falcon, his statement was, I can't make Rust out. He's not part of the team. He's not a team player. It's not even about this right. issue, it's a bunch of other stuff. Whereas Balyev in a, on a federal campaign where you can see the support he has from quite diverse spectrum of people, uh, including some of the, some of the radicals on the right, uh, you know, I, I think you, you there are just reasons for people to be concerned that that part of that fringe part of the of the conservative party could take hold as it has with the Republicans in the state. So we have to be cautious of that. I'm not saying Polyev is that person, uh, but it, it is once you bring them into the fold and you uh, make negotiations quite often to deals that happen in the back room in order for you to have to win, uh, then you're you're beholden to them. And, and what is that? What are those deals? What's he promised to get those people on board with him? That'll be what we'll see if he if he wins the leadership, which he will. And he has a very good chance of winning uh, the prime minister. Right. The leadership. He can win the leadership, but he's never getting oh, I, the prime I, minister's I, office. I, I don't so. think that he's going to win. I don't. I don't. I don't think that because you've said it a million times. You have to win the big I'm centers sure. and you can't win the big centers on Bitcoin, extremism, anti-vaccines, truck convoy like you just you're not going to get the mushy middle or the you can win the block vote in quebec on that and you can win a big chunk of ontario on that and you certainly win all of uh all of the uh center of canada so you think pierre polyev can can take take out you you think pierre polyev will be a prime minister he can't he could be yeah a very i would say it's gonna be very close I, i would say he could take the prime minister down yeah so but uh, anyways, on and so you know, on to the healthcare thing you brought up, which just came out. I was, I was well, the point that I was making on the on the just to bring it all the way around because we went from Falcon to Polyev, and then we're coming back to the province. Mm-hmm. My point about the BC Liberals and about the Big Tent Party is today's move by Kevin Falcon is refreshing for me as someone who has looked at the BC Liberal Party and questioned the Big Tent sure. excuse, whereas this happened. And then he was held into the crosshairs of this happened. And then he said, you know what? It's not happening on my watch. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that, and, and it, it went all the way on a, on a huge loop. So I want to make sure that we're not spinning the heads of people on yeah. unspun because the focus of it was yeah, totally. there's the, to take the spin out of what happened just now with, with the BC liberal leader uh, is that he definitively laid down 
sort of a line in the sand. If you want to be in, if you want to go in those extremes, it won't be here it's, as proven by somebody who's more than a single term. And that, that, that's an issue because obviously they had in the last election, the liberals had a lot of heat regarding um, uh, uh, homophobia um, and they had to kick out a candidate because of that. The, yeah. uh, and that they've got that. But the climate issue, in fact, if you look at their record under Gordon Campbell, uh, we were leaders in, in the Liberals brought in a lot of climate, uh, positive climate stuff that uh, really made a difference and put we are a leader in the world because of the Liberals. And so I would say that Kevin Falcon has a strong leg to stand on saying, dude, that's not our party. We're the, actually the party that actually embraces that the environment. And we need to take this seriously in order to have in order for our economy to work. We can't just you know, we have to do we can do both. You can have a strong economy and a strong, uh, good environmental policies, as Trudeau often says. Right. Yes. I think that lands on our kitchen tables more than the Pierre Poliev rally cry um, of the national, the nationalist Canada first, make Canada great again. Uh, um, now we'll go to the health uh, piece. We're just like, oh, oh, oh. Yes. Well, this was a while we were both, uh, this was on NW this morning when uh, Adrian Dix was on talking about uh, this fall and his concerns about managing um, the healthcare um, challenges that we're going to have two two areas, obviously uh, COVID, where that goes, and just the flu in general. And I guess it's the yeah. issue more about we're we're already in crisis with our healthcare system, just in getting a doctor, as we know, or going to your going to the clinics or whatever. Uh, we are, you know, it's it's not good, and there doesn't seem to be a, a three week wait for the walk in clinic in the middle of summer is is, is a symptom of a greater ill. Uh, pun intended, if it takes you three weeks to get into a walk-in clinic in the middle of summer where we're not in full-scale COVID flu crisis, what the hell is this going to look like in November? What is it going to look like in November? It's terrifying. And to just kind of like, well, you know, we're really worried about that. It's like, well, we're all worried about this. And Mm -hmm. that is going to be horrifying. This is, I mean, I don't know about you, George, but I it's it's unnerving that conversations that we've been having for more than a year now, like people dying because they are sitting and waiting in emergency or people dying because they're waiting for an ambulance. These issues were a year old and mm-hmm. they're not just still happening. They're worse. Mm-hmm. It's worse. There's no plan. I have not heard a plan, uh, a right? concrete plan from this government that's been in power for more than five years now. Can't blame liberals for this doctor shortage and healthcare shortage, you can say, yeah, COVID had a big part of it. Um, but, you know, what are nationally and provincially, what are our immigration policies related to healthcare workers? What is the, you know, I saw a few stories this week related to that. Uh, and a friend who just moved to Ontario, she's a, I think she's a massage therapist, physiotherapist, massage therapist. And she moved RMT. to Ontario from British Columbia. Yeah, she went to move to Ontario and she said it was like so expensive and it took so long for her to get her credentials there. She's in still in Canada. She's from Squamish. She moves to Ontario. How different can the job possibly be in Ontario and Quebec? Why are your credentials not good there? Why do you have to take all these courses again? Why do you have to pay all this money again? Why does it take over a year for her to get this when there's a demand for what she does? It's And that's just one person. This is a problem that we've known about for years and years and years and years and years. I, as a kid, I remember people saying, why is it that we, you know, people come here and they're doctors and they're driving cabs? You know, why? Why is this? Yeah, why is that? And why is that still happening? 
it makes no sense. And this is the policies of the federal government and the provincial governments and, and that, that yeah. created this. And this lack of willingness to bring in uh, people from around the world uh, in that sector and, and, and assume, certainly from okay, some places, maybe you could say, okay, maybe you need a bit more education. But generally, sure. education for healthcare workers is pretty strong in most developed worlds and some of them not even that developed. So it's, it's disappointing that I don't hear a plan from, from the NDP here in BC at all. We had somebody impersonate a nurse here, impersonate a nurse who did it for a long time, finally caught, thank God. But imagine what might have gone wrong. She was not trained at all. And yet we're looking in the face, hundreds, maybe thousands of frontline healthcare workers right in front of us with the credentials can be tested but don't have the disposable income to be retrained here. I mean, George, you've said it so many times. We've seen how a, a government, whether it be provincial or federal, we've seen how a government can pivot when faced with a significant challenge. COVID-19 showed us the level of challenge and the level of pivot mm-hmm. that can happen. I'm in shock. And I interviewed Adrian Dix a couple of weeks ago when filling in on radio. Shock that we we we. We can't just get our prescriptions refilled at the pharmacist. Can we not free up the doctors for that much? What aren't you telling us? What's the spin in here? Yeah. If I'm on a medication for high blood pressure. uh, Hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. And I have to renew, go to the doctor every six months or a year, you know, unless something changes, like why? And and birth control pills. Pressure and whatever. I mean, it's, it's very strange and. Uh, I certainly know that the, the pharmacists would probably prefer to have that, but I think it is a battle of territory, you know, literal geographical yeah. territory. Provinces don't want us fighting. They want to make it harder for us. it. You know, they, it's a two way street. They don't want to send people that way. They don't. And then just a, it's a battle between different levels of skills of people, doctors versus pharmacists. Yeah. And they, they, they're, they're choosing their, their territory and they're sticking to it. And, and that unwillingness by them, by, you know, the, what we see on the downtown East side, even that, if you look at it, it's a territorial oh, war of different organizations fighting for the same cash to help the people that they're supposed to be helping yet. They're not working together. It's ridiculous. Millions. Of- we didn't talk about this before, but you, but you, uh, in our pre-show uh, discussion, cause usually we bandy about comp, conversations we likely will have but when you bring up the downtown east side did you see the tweet that the the vpd put out where somebody from like one of the organizations on the downtown east side was basically like coming at them and then the police did like a full thread on like this is disinformation like we're it's not us that are demanding that streets be swept that's the you know that's the the fire chief and and right like the, Mm the but the mandate comes and then the police have to try and safely do that i mean it's you There's called support. this you how, yeah. how many episodes are we in we're 183 episodes and you called this an episode one of unspun podcast you said this is going to get remarkably worse people will die which they have yeah they have and now we're in the untenable level and and all the way down to and including the park we're saying that the crab park they've they've roped off the shade in the park did you see that because they're remediating the area the park board has fenced off the shade in a heat emergency. We're in a, a heat emergency, heat warning, right? So the people that have nowhere to go. So like there's, can I, can Come I show on. you this? I have, to, I have to cover Wait my, minute, hold on. I have to, like, I have to cover my address here, but I got one of these today from the city. 
Oh, this is is this related to your tweets about your bush outside your house, your hedge being too aggressive? Attacking that cars? wasn't my hedge. Attacking that wasn't my hedge. Oh, that, that was my friends there. down the way. Oh. It wasn't me until today. This is today. I just got this. This is new. Apparently, so, the bylaw officers are working out. They're they're hard at work combing your neighborhood for for overgrown hedges and ivy and shrubs. Dogs that are peeing on my kid the playground at my park where the kids play. That'd be nice. Go start finding people. Do you, you want to know on the playground equipment? Anyways, right? Yes, do you want to do you want to know some of the things on here? Let me just read off the things that the bylaw officers can check off. Cut all vegetation, hedges, and shrubs back from the sidewalk. I understand that people need to get by. Cut all vegetation and hedges to the fence. Okay. Can you can you cut the medians? Can you cut the mow the lawn in the <laughs> yeah. park, please? Cut a two-inch diameter around a lamp pole for electrical branch inspection. My job to cut around the lamp pole, apparently. Cut low-hanging branches to above eight eight feet above ground level. Uh, cut tree branches to fifteen feet above ground level. Which those two are, I, I don't I don't even know. Cut vegetation or branches covering city signage. How is that? How is that our job? What do our tax dollars pay for this when it comes to the city of Vancouver? They, park for? This yeah. is the city of Vancouver now. Engineering services, street operations. The, can the city find the park board? Can they start sending those to the park board? That's uh, you know, a hey, very good question. Because hey. I'm fine to trim back my stuff. I'm I I'll take care of it. I was actually complaining about friends of mine who were told that their garbage wouldn't be picked up unless Except the for. height of their hedge, not width of their hedge, it wasn't impeding the the right. truck. It had gotten too tall. That was the argument I heard on your all the tweets was that oh the truck couldn't get around the corner or something. Nope. It was height. It's like highest and best use taxes. It's like what what why do you care how tall that is? I don't. Your neighbors isn't. The neighbors didn't complain. It's very weird. It's the it's the. Uh, as part of our street maintenance program, the city performs annual inspections for road, curbs, pavements, sidewalks, lanes, and boulevards. Boulevards? Don't worry, Jody. The next mayor of Vancouver will take care of this for you. Okay, who's going to be the next mayor of Vancouver? It's like, well, you know, I think I think I touched on it, the NPA rumor. Uh, they're going to announce they, they're going to they are going to announce a mayoral candidate. A lot of people are thinking, really? why? You know, John Cooper is gone. What are the chances of you guys getting votes? If they do, and the rumor, one rumor that's come, there's three rumors, three people that I've heard rumored: Glenn Chernin, uh, Ken Charco, who is one of the candidates for uh, for council for MPA, and the third is Fred Harding, who ran for Vancouver first, and that's a rumor started by Ray Tomlin, who's got Van Ramblings. Uh, it's a good rumor. That's a good one. You know, I think when you think about uh, where he stands politically and aligned with potentially some of the things at NPA. No matter who it is, they'll still get ten thousand votes. Hold on, go back, go back. You said that all really Vancouver fast, first. like I know. Fred Harding was Vancouver, there. So were, what's it? Vancouver Fred Harding. First. He right. ran for mayor last time. Ken Chalk is okay. certainly a, a, a candidate right now for the NPA, and then councilor uh, Glenn Chernin yeah. was. I think he was on the board briefly, or he certainly was one of the people behind the scenes. He had that the Cedar Party, uh, and then I think he right. became morphed. So. Uh, uh, so, you know, that this is very interesting. Not so much uh, that, well, the first, the fact that the NDP and NPA are going to go for it. And then second, that's, you know, this is great news for Kennedy Stewart, as I've always predicted. Uh, this just pretty much would see, I, I just think it would really, this, this will take 10,000 votes away, not from, not from him, 10,000 votes away from 
Ken, Ken Sim or 10,000 10, votes away from Colleen Hardwick. Colleen Hardwick. And that's the difference yeah. between losing and winning. You've got so many people now. You've got, and then you got Mark Marison in there getting about five or 10,000, although he's more of a threat to Kennedy Stewart than I think um, than the right wing candidates. So it's, you know, it's not good news for the, for the right side of the spectrum. Um, and it pretty mm. much, unless Kennedy Stewart, and it's still early, if he doesn't, if he runs a terrible, terrible, terrible campaign, uh, you know, I think there's a better chance that Colleen Hardwick would get some of his votes from from the left side of the spectrum. She's certainly mm. with, uh, with uh, Bill Tillman on there. She's certainly uh, pulling in a lot of people who are uh, on the left side of the spectrum. People who have single family homes who are left wing. They have their homes. They don't want to lose their homes. They're just like right wing people. They don't want to lose their single family homes. Leave my home alone. Don't touch my home. Leave my home alone. Van Ramblings. Yes. I don't know much about that, but uh, I read one of the posts. Yes, there's um, a takedown of Ken Sim. Uh, it's he's he's he is a lot of gossip and rumor kind of po- it's 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 fun to read but hard to believe sometimes. Let's put it that way. Okay. But it's okay. still kind of fun to read. Um, he's been around. He's a, he's just a watcher of of politics. He sometimes aligns himself with people. For example, Christine Boyle. He loves Christine Boyle in the last election for Vancouver City Council. And I'm sorry for all those people who don't live in Vancouver who are probably going, what are you guys talking about? Um, but this time he hates There's Christine. a lot to unpack. There's a lot this to unpack. He, this time he hates Christine Boyle. Just hates her. So it's like, okay, what happened? Well, you loved her. Now what happened? Her. What happened? Anyways, uh, it'll be interesting. That kind of stuff, this kind of rumors and all this stuff that's happening and, and, and some of the nastiness that you're probably going to start seeing very, very soon. Um, you know, Ken Sims announcement about the housing, uh, you know, and the police, the police and there was the police and this and the hundred workers, you know, the, the math is interesting. Says so he's going to find $300 million. How, where, when, what? Um, so, you know, somebody attacked that. him and said it, somebody attacked him on Twitter uh, or that idea and, mm-hmm. and aligned it with like Donald Trump making a bunch of promises without and I well, thought, okay, you know, too far. I yeah. mean, it's promises are yeah, standard procedure in politics, no matter who you. But are. I also enjoy somebody coming to the table with at least an idea of what yes. I'm going to try and get this done, as opposed to see what they're doing wrong, right? Like, yes. and that's that's my novice. But I mean, I watch this in a way that that I'm I'm an outsider, but I'm a voter, so it matters to me. Uh, what else matters to me? That Senoc, the is that the way to pronounce the the new uh squamish nation uh, yep. development down by the broad street bridge the the controversy around the service the road. road yeah and and yeah. you know what people brace yourself because those trees are coming down like the big 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 trees the down there are yeah if you've been are down, all you've being cleared broad street or broad street bridge you'll see on the right hand side lots of they're pretty scraggly trees they're pretty much just weeds that have grown up here i think they're not like a, it's not like a real forest it's west coast but uh, prepare yourself for the nimbyism that's going to take place because when you do the math on how much land was taken from the nation and how little was given back and we're going to argue about where the road goes come on i've really felt like that i felt uncomfortable for those nimbies like really guys you call them nimbies Oh, sorry, sorry. The the people who are demanding that the the nation whose <laughs> land we're all living on don't get to put the road in for their bill for their well, rental. It's like buses that want to get out of there from the uh, for the tourists. Oh, don't get me st- don't get the neighborhood started on that. Buses. There, there's going to be cars there. There's going to be cars and bicycles and trains and buses and maybe jet jetpacks. 
I got to go. George, I got a meeting in two minutes. Okay. Okay. Follow George because all of this can be found on our Twitter handles. George underscore Affleck at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance. I'm so sorry I was late today, buddy. Thank you for being so patient. I've been running around like my hair on fire. <laughs> Literally hair done though. Looks lovely. For those Little, who thank you. Got caught in traffic. New, new haircut. Already for your new TV show, which uh, nobody's heard about it yet, Jody. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that later. Unspunpodcast.com is where you make sure you get to listen to this every week. Thank you for putting up with me this week, George. I was a little bit on fire. Came in hot. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.